Proverbs 22 and verse number six says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Father, thank you for your word. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Train up a child in the way he should go. But my question to you today is, what is the right way? I mean, let's face it. There are so many religions in the world. There are so many options to choose from. So many voices calling. So many people pulling. What is the right way for the sermon this morning, I did a search to find out a number of just how many religions there are in the world. I couldn't find one. There are just too many to be accurately numbered. There are multiple thousands of religious beliefs in the world. Here's the top 22. Number one, Christianity. Number one religion in the world, Christianity. Number two, does anybody want to wager what number two might be? The Muslim faith, Islam, is number two with 1.5 billion. Christianity, by the way, is 2.1 billion. Number three, I was surprised at this. Number three religious belief is secular, non-religious, agnostic, or atheist. In other words, just the simple belief that there is no God is third in the world with 1.1 billion people believing there is no God. We're trying to change some statistics at La Palma Christian School. Number four, Hinduism. Number four, Chinese traditional religion. A little shout out to our Chinese friends here today. Number six, Top religion in the world, Buddhism, 376 million. Number seven, primal indigenous. Number eight, African traditional and diasporic, the African uh, uh, tribal religions, they're all included here. Number eight, number nine, Sikhism. Number 10, Juche. Number 11, Spiritism. Number 12, Judaism or Jewish beliefs. Number 13, Baha'i, uh, 14 is Jainism, 15, Shinto, 16, K-O-D-I. Uh, I'm not pronouncing all these right, I know that. Number 17 is Zoroastrianism. 18th top religion in the world, Tenrikyo. 19, Neo-Paganism. 20th is Universalism. 21st top religion in the world, Rastafarianism, man. <laughs> and number 22 is Scientology with 500,000 followers. You may have noticed that Christianity was the number one religion in the world on my list. That may have even given you a sense of pride to be a Christian for those in the room who are. I'm proud today to call myself a follower of Christ, and because I am a follower of Christ, I am a Christian. How many, how many Christians do I have in the room here today? 
But let me give you some interesting facts about Christianity. You see, I'm trying to talk to you just in a few minutes about what is the way. It says to walk in the right way, train up a child in the way. What is the way? What is the right way? There's so many options. Listen to these facts concerning Christianity. There are over 30,000 variations of belief within Christianity. We can't even all get on the same page, can we? If we were to survey this very room with a few hundred people in it, we would find a variation of beliefs even here at the Assemblies of God Church. In the list of top, uh, at the top of Christianity 2.1 billion, you need to understand that lumped in with Christianity is Catholicism, Mormonism, and Jehovah's Witness. Now, Mormonism and Jehovah's Witness, we believe, is not Christian at all. In fact, we believe it to be cultish and anti-Christian. But yet the secular people lump it all together. And so when you include that, it, it narrows the gap because there are 13,800,000 plus Mormons worldwide add 7,313,000 Jehovah's Witness. It narrows the gap between Christianity and Islam considerably, and you also need to know this, Christianity is declining, Islam is increasing. What is the right way? I want you to jot three things down. If you'll listen fast, I'll talk fast, and we'll get out of here and go have lunch fast. The right way, I believe, is the way of the Lord. You may ask today, what is the right way? Let me simplify things for you. The right way is the way of the Lord. The right way is the way of Jesus Christ because he said in John chapter 14 and verse number 6, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father unless he comes through me. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you today, there are not a variety of paths. There are not many roads. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one path, and there's only one way to get there. It is through the way of Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish somebody would have shouted me down right there. You say you're a Christian today. Do you really believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? I believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So how come then not more people get on this path? Why is it then that not more people choose this road? Let me answer that question. I found it in Matthew chapter 7. Verses 13 and 14, enter by the narrow gate. We're commanded, we're mandated. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many will go by it. Many will find that path. Many will go through that gate, the gate to destruction. But look at this, verse number 14, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life everlasting. 
and there are few who find it. If you have found this narrow gate, this narrow way, you should really thank God every day because the Bible says few find it. I then count myself as one of few, one of a few, not one of many. We're surrounded by others who have also found it. So sometimes, Troy, I think we forget that the Bible says few find this and difficult is the way. And that is why the majority of the world, when you add up all of the other religious beliefs and even non-religious, agnostic and atheist, it overwhelms the Christian numbers because it's difficult the way of the Lord. We believe as Christians that Jesus is the right way and some will ask, well, why do you believe Jesus is the right way? Why not Mohammed or Buddha or any other religious leader that has risen in throughout time and throughout history and had people following? Here is the difference for me. Here is the difference for Christians. We believe that Jesus died, he was buried, and that God raised him up from the dead and that he lives still to this day. And there, in a nutshell, is the difference for us. I found this scripture interesting out of Acts chapter 13, verses 28 through 31. It says, And though they found no cause for death in Jesus, they asked Pilate that Jesus should be put to death. Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they killed him, in other words. It says that they took him down from the tree, down from the cross of Calvary, and they laid him in a tomb. That's what you do with dead people. You bury them. But God, somebody say, but God. Hallelujah. But God raised him from the dead. Our God is alive. And some would say, well, how can you prove that? I'm glad you asked that as well, because verse 31 answers that. It says, God raised him from the dead, and he was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. He was seen, and witnesses verify and testify of our dead buried and now resurrected God. And that is why I believe and the vast majority in this room believe that the right way is the way of the Lord. How many would say amen today and say, I believe the right way is the way of the Lord. I also believe today the right way is the way of the law. Part of our problem in our society Part of our problem with our children today is there's no rules. The rules have been thrown out the window and I'll do as I please. And who cares about the consequences? Our society is in a sad state of living. Our young people that are being raised up today, those outside of Christianity, and I'll even say, sadly, many within Christianity have no regard for, for right and for 
rules and regulations and for the law. It's a problem. It's a problem. There has always been law. Law is just living the right way. It's, it's rules for living. When I say the law today, I'm talking about the book that I hold in my hand. If you have a Bible today, I want you to hold it up as high as you can and just thank God for his living word today. Hallelujah. We thank you for your law. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I believe the right way is the way of the law. It's the way of the word of God. Psalm 119, I love this scripture, verse 105, says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. The word of God illuminates. It is like a light bulb. Have you ever just opened the word of God and read something, Ron, and it's like a light bulb came in? It's like a light bulb came on and all at once the confusion was over. You weren't confused anymore because God illuminated his word to your life. It's a lamp for my feet. My feet are where I am right now. Okay? So in other words, the Bible will let us know how to live today. But it goes on to say, and a light for my path. We're talking about the right way this morning. So with so many paths and so many options and so many roads, how are we going to know which one's right? Even those of us who have embraced uh, Christ and have decided to follow him, how many times have we gotten on the wrong path? How many times have we chosen the wrong decisions, the wrong things, said the wrong words? Why? Because we didn't let the law, the word, the Bible lead us on the path. It is a lamp for my feet and a light for my pathway. If we will just wait on the law, wait on the word of God, he will show us what to do next. The lamp for our feet is his instruction and guidance for us today. The light for our pathway is the illumination that we need to do what's next, and it is for our future. How many of us are thankful today for the Bible, and you would agree with me that the, way of, the right way is the way of the law? Say amen. amen. Then let's get the word of God in us. Let's, let's, let's hide his word in our hearts. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Folks, if we want the, the word of God to work in us, we've got to work the word of God in us. We need to be reading the word of God. We need to be studying the word of God. We need to memorize the word of God. We need to meditate on the word of God. We need to delight ourselves in the word of God every day that God gives us breath. Somebody say amen. Can I preach to you just for a few more minutes this morning? I further believe today that the right way is the way of love. If you find Jesus and you find the Bible, you'll find love. The way of the Lord is love. The way of the law is love. That's what this is all about today, by the way. It can all be summed up right here in this third point. It is about the love of God. There's no other love like the love of God. God's love makes the difference in our lives. And I was led to the greatest love of all. In Scripture, I found this, John 15, 
Listen to these verses, 9 through 13. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Dwell in my love. Live in my love. If you keep my commandments, he said, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love, Jesus is saying. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Listen, everybody, here it is. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And then he turned around and he called us friends. I am God's friend. You, if you have accepted God's plan and God's gift of everlasting life, you are God's friend. Greater love has no one than to lay his life down for a friend. I don't know that I could do that. I'll just be forthright with you today. I love you, but I don't know if I'd die for you. I don't know if I'd take a bullet for you, Stacy. I'd like to think I would. I might say I will, but when it really came down to it, I don't know. Jesus took a bullet for me. Jesus laid on the track for me. Jesus went to Calvary's cross for me, and he died. He laid down his life. Nobody took his life. He laid down his life. Willingly, he laid down his life. Why? Because it was part of the Father's plan, a plan of love. John 3, 16. Those of you who know it, I would like you to say it with me. In fact, you can just read it right here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have. Wow. God so loved the world. No matter if you are a native of America or if you were raised in Nigeria, Come on, how many Nigerian believers do I have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if you are uh, of Hispanic descent. Do I have any Hispanics here, Latinos in the house here? Gloria a Dios, hallelujah. Doesn't matter if you have Asian blood flowing in you. Do I have any Chinese in the house here today? Just a, just a few. Filipino, I see some Filipino believers here today. Come on, Filipino believers. Oh, yes. Amen. It doesn't matter. We're all big, one big family and all part of a great big world that God loves. And Jesus loves the little children. We want to do our best, folks. I feel like La Palma Christian School is really a rescue mission. I really do, Karen. As I saw the children's faces, I thought of how they've been rescued. So many have been rescued. That's why we do what we do. I, I really wish you could come and have lunch. And in fact, I, I let me let this serve as an invitation to you. All we need to do is put a little visitor badge on you, and you come have lunch here. And you'll be, a, you'll be a, a believer real fast. You'll be convinced right off. It's just that powerful. 
that's one of the highlights of my day is just going and and uh, going through every table and I, I I tickle all of them I mean that's just kind of they look forward to it and if I don't do it now I'm in trouble I've kind of established something here but I go through and I just I've got to touch these kids I've got to love on these kids and they want to they want to love back why because we want to show them the right way the right way train up a child in the way he should go I'm gonna stand on that I'm gonna stand on that the right way is the ra- the way of the Lord the right way is the way of the law the Bible and the right way it's the way of love I want you to bow your heads here today perhaps you have never accepted the gift of love God extends to you the best gift you could ever receive the gift of everlasting life living forever you see as followers of Christ we believe that once we die there's more it is not the end We believe there is living even after death. But the only way is through his son, Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you would like for me to pray with you, that you would accept this gift of eternal living and accept God's gift of love by accepting his son, Jesus. Just simply put your hand up and put it right back down. Let me pray for you today. Is there anyone who wants to accept Jesus Christ and ask him to be your Lord and be your God today? Just lift your hand and you can put it right back down. Is there anyone? He knows all about you. He created you in love. He has a great plan for your life. glad that he knows us and he loves us. I want you to stand this morning. Well, thanks be to God. I want to make sure I'm understanding this right. If I'm, if I'm reading this right, we have a total of just under $30,000 in the cash offering and pledges. Okay, 30000 we're looking for 40 
and a, a throwdown of 50s there. I'm still believing, but we're still 10 more than we had last year. Let's give God praise for some lives that are going to be changed. Hallelujah! John, is your son here or no? Brian and Erica? No. Well, Brian and Erica have a great, great opportunity. They uh, are moving to Victorville. Brian got a job there, and I believe this may be their last Sunday. And um, maybe they were here in the first service. I thought they'd be here for this one. But I just want you to take a moment and just, uh, if they're here tonight, hopefully they'll be here for the concert tonight, and just love on them and be praying for them for this new chapter in their lives. We have a great concert. Pastor Moses, I want you to tell us about that. Dismiss us in prayer. Good. We have an awesome concert tonight. It's our first outreach in the park. Central Park is right down the way. Um, you make a right, right down Walker in the park's on the left. Okay. Uh, we actually have an awesome, great band coming out. They're called the Aaron De La Cruz Band. Nice big band with seven vocalists, a bunch of musicians. I mean, it's going to be the, the real deal. And so we would love to see you out there. Uh, we're going to have a little, some food and some uh, fellowship at 5 o'clock. And so we're going to ask you to bring your favorite finger food, whatever that may be. Um, and we're just going to eat a little bit, hang out a little bit. And the concert starts at 6. All right, so hopefully you can be there. Also, if you can be here at 2 o'clock, Brent and I are going to be lugging some big speakers and some subs and some monitors and a bunch of stuff to the park at 2 o'clock so we can get that set. If you're able to make it to help us out, we would love to have your help. Amen. Good day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this awesome day that you've given us. We pray, God, that you would be with us as we go. Father, we thank you for your love. Father, we thank you that you have shown us the way, God, and that we have received that, God. And we are so blessed today. Father, we pray that you just have your way throughout this week, God, that we would be a light. Father, wherever we go, we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.